morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and thank you all for joining me here this morning on this show that talks all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day we then talk about the games coming up today what bets we like and then we finish it off with our competitive hedge parlay of the day But our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many, many more great products. There are a variety of sports to bet on on the website, including NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. And if you tailed us yesterday, a couple WNBA plays as well. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. The Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded directly from their website. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account today. Use promo code SHOOTERS when you do to get started. Please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age, and it is available to persons in Ontario as well. So with that, let's talk about our athlete of the day, and you can tell how unprepared I was. I didn't even have his name written down. Uh, It is Rob Gronkowski, uh, former Patriots tight end turned Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end, now retiring for the second time, I think the final time from the NFL. He played 11 seasons, won four Super Bowls. He's got five Pro Bowls. He had 4,000 plus yard seasons and he finishes third all-time in tight end touchdowns. He had 92 in his career, only behind Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez in a lot less seasons. He was Tom Brady's favorite target for many years. As I said, the Patriot and Buck He's going to go down as a top three tight end easily, if not top two, for some even the greatest of all time. Uh, As I said, he unretired a few years ago to keep playing, but now assuming that he is done. And so uh, shout out to Rob Gronkowski on an incredible career. Uh, It does, however, hurt the tight end value in fantasy this year with him retiring. He was one of those guys that you might want to pick a little bit later on that you now have to avoid. But let's talk about yesterday's bets. I parlay hit last night. We had a really good night on the parlay side of things. We had what looked like a dead bet of the Atlanta Dream and the Dallas Wings. We had under 164 and a half. Kept an eye on the line like midway through the third. They were projecting it to go close to 180. Instead, they have a very low scoring fourth quarter. Finishes at 155. So we pick up the win there. The White Sox and Blue Jays, White Sox a couple times go down in extra innings. 
and are able to fight back. They win on the money line for the upset at plus 110. And then the Vegas Aces in Chicago Sky breeze past the over 174.5, which is usually a very high line in the WNBA, but they breeze past it and finish at 199 total. So if you played with us, plus 634, you would have cashed. $10 bet means you are up over $60 yesterday. Um, player prop wise, we were the complete opposite last night. Um, outside of Disc Alfani going under three and a half Ks. Uh, we saw Salvador Perez get hurt, so he missed out. Josh Bell and Rosario both with just the one base. Uh, Cortez got chased early, and Fetty, he had four Ks on the under three and a half. So we go just one and five on the player prop side. We just got to put both of them together. And I think we're in for a really good day. So let's get into the day that was recap. A lot of baseball yesterday, starting with the Dodgers and the Reds. The Dodgers won 8-2 to two with Ty Gonsolin picking up the win. Five innings pitched, four Ks. They got home run from Will Smith and Freddie Freeman with a five RBI day. So if you had him in fantasy, you would be ecstatic. Tyler Mall in the loss had six innings pitched and four Ks. And they got... Two solo bombs from John India and Alberta Almora Jr. Then we had Miami and Colorado. High-scoring game. The Marlins win 9-8 to over Colorado. Dan Castrano with three and a third inning pitched with three Ks. They got home runs from Asvel Garcia and Jesus Sanchez. On the Colorado side, Ryan Feltner only went three and two-thirds innings with three Ks. And Ryan McMahon with a home run for the Rockies. Then we had the Pirates won 7-1 over the Cubs. Ronzi Contreras with five innings pitched and three Ks for the win. Bly Madras and Michael Pereira both picked up home runs. While on the Chicago side at Matt Swarmer, four innings pitched, five Ks, and Patrick Wisdom with the home run there. Then we had Washington 3-0. They blank the Orioles. Eric Fetty, as we said, six innings pitched, four Ks. They got a home run from Lane Thomas as well. And Jordan Lyles, he had a good day, six and a third inning pitched with four Ks. It was just not enough to pick up a victory. Then Boston, my Boston Red Sox once again win five to four over the Detroit Tigers. Rich Hill, a guy I picked up in fantasy, five innings pitched, six Ks yesterday. John Schreiber with the save as well. They got home runs from Trevor Story and Christian Vasquez as well. So the bats were going a bit yesterday. Bo Brieski, he had five innings pitched, four Ks, while Javi Baez and Josh Shoup also had home runs. A lot of home runs yesterday in the majors. Then we had Tampa Bay wins 5-4 to four over those New York Yankees. The Rays got a Sean Armstrong W with three Ks, while Colin Pokey, he had the save. Isaac Paredes had three home runs yesterday. We were really close to putting him as our athlete of the day for his three home run performance. And Harold Ramirez also had a home run. On the New York side, Cortez only went four and a third with three Ks. When your K line is five and a half, that's a disappointing performance for him. Marwin Gonzalez with the home run for the Yankees. One of our shootouts of the day had to be San Fran 12 to 10 over the Atlanta Braves. Tyler Rogers picks up the win with just one K over two innings. They got home runs from Jock Peterson and Austin Wynn. While on the Atlanta side, Darren O'Day, he had two earned runs given up for the loss. Matt Olson hit two home runs. Acuna and Orlando Arcia hit home runs as well. Still was not enough to pick up the victory there. 
Then in extra innings, we had Cleveland winning six to five over the Minnesota Twins. Aaron Savelle with five innings pitched, seven Ks. Josh Naylor and Andres Jimenez with home runs for Cleveland. And then Joe Ryan had a good day, seven innings pitched, six innings pitched, seven Ks. Luis Arez with the home run for Minnesota. Then we had Texas taking on Philly. Texas wins that game, I uh, seven to nothing. Martin Perez six innings pitched, six Ks. A lot of home runs here from Marcus Simeon, Cole Calhoun, Nick Lowe, and Jonah Heim all hit home runs. While on the Phillies side, Kyle Gibson went six and a third with four Ks. Then another extra innings game. This was the one that we were sweating all night. Was the White Sox seven to six over the Toronto Blue Jays? They were down four to two in the ninth, tied it up. Then they went down 5-4, tied it up, went down 6-5, and then won eventually 7-6. They saw Gossman go six innings pitched and seven Ks in the loss for the Jays, while Alejandro Kirk had the home run. In the victory, Vince Velasquez picked up the win, but it was Dylan Cease, six innings pitched, 11 Ks, who really stood out yesterday, and Luis Robert with four RBIs for the White Sox. Then you had the Mets. Uh, lose 8-2 to two versus the Houston Astros. Jose Urquidy with six innings pitch, five Ks. Altuve, Alvarez, and Siri all hit home runs, while Trevor Williams picked up the loss with Alonzo and Escobar hitting home runs as well. The Cardinals won 6-2. to two. Zach Thomas with one and two-thirds innings pitched for the win. Nolan Gorman's two home runs put them over the top, while Chichi Gonzalez picks up the loss with Willie Adams' home run there. Then another high-scoring game, KC and the Angels. The Royals win 12-11. to Dylan Coleman gets the win. Uh, Salvador Perez getting hurt was a tough one for them. But Bobby Witt Jr. had four RBIs and Carlos Santana with five. Jose Quinjada picked up the loss there. And Shohei Otani, two home runs, eight RBIs. His heroics were not enough to pick up the win there. And then Seattle 8-2. to Picked up the win late, and the last game of the night saw Arizona and San Diego go to the 11th inning with Arizona winning 3-2 to two behind Zach Gallen. Six innings, 11K performance. Then WNBA-wise, we saw Dallas uh, lose to Atlanta 80-75. to Rin Howard with 16 points in the win, while Alicia Gray, she had 18.6 rebounds in the loss. Minnesota with the surprising win on the road over the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, they win led by Kayla McBride. She had 18 points and five steals uh, in the victory there. 71, it was 84 to 71. Skylar Diggins Smith with 25 points in the loss. The shocker of the night was Chicago storming back, largest comeback in WNBA history of 20 points to beat my Vegas Aces, 104 to 95. You had uh, Vandersloot with 25, 8, and 4. Candace Parker had a double-double as well. On the Vegas side, Jackie Young with 23 and Kelsey Plum with 22 in the loss. And then to cap it off, the Sparks won a tight one against Washington, 84-82. to Ogwamike had 21 points in the win, while Natasha Cloud had 13 points, 13 assists in the loss. Now, when we're talking other news from yesterday, uh, NHL awards were last night. Igor Shosturkin, rightfully so, won the Vesna Trophy. We saw Moritz Sider, shout out to my Detroit Red Wings rookie for winning the Calder over Trevor Zegers and Michael Bunting. We saw Kale McCarr win the Norris Trophy 
over Roman Yossi and Victor Hedman. It should not have been as close as it was. Makar is clearly the best defenseman in the NHL. And then the big winner on the night was Austin Matthews. He won the Ted Lindsay Award. That was over Shesterkin and McDavid. And he also won the Hart Trophy for his 60-goal season. Great year for Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs. John Wall exercised his $47.4 million player option for next season. I don't think this means that he's going to be in Houston long term, but he would be dumb not to exercise this player option. That is a lot of money to leave on the table. I do think he can still contribute to a good team, just maybe not be the focal point of a team. It's just who's willing to take on that salary, even if it's just for one year. Uh, Wall might have a little bit left to give in his career. But the big storyline has to be more on the golf front. Uh, this morning, we saw the RNA. They followed the USGA's lead, and golfers participating in the Live Series will be allowed to play at the Open Championship, which is good to see. But we will, however, see no Brooks Kepka or Abraham Answer moving forward on the PGA Tour. Kepka is going to take a little bit more heat for this after saying, Stop asking me questions about this. Uh, you know, I'm tired of talking about it. I think he'll take a lot of flack given that he said all that to then just move the next week. Whereas Abraham answer, he's coming off a good season. He played really well. And so I think he's a nice acquisition for them given how young he is at the end of the day, the first live field disappointed in a big way. It was very top heavy. You didn't recognize half the golfers. Now at this next event, you're going to see Reed and Bryson, and then you'll see Kepka and answer down the road. I don't think this is going to be the last of players heading over. But as you start to tack on more names, this is becoming more of a probably a more well-watched series. Um, The PGA Tour, I mean, they announced eight more events yesterday with $20 million purses for the top guys. So they're clearly concerned about it as well. But I think this is more showing that the PGA Tour could be paying these guys a lot more. And now they randomly found all this money to pay their top guys in order to compete in these events. So very exciting times in golf to watch where this is going to go. But we will have to wait and see. Now we do, as we move on to the big games on the slate for today, have to talk about the Travelers Championship, which starts tomorrow in the golf world. And so we're going to give our full betting card for this event, keeping in mind that we've had the winner four out of the last five weeks somewhere in our betting card. And unfortunately, Matthew Fitzpatrick ruined that last week as we were hoping for Will Zalatoris or Morikawa to pull it out. But these are all half unit plays, the winners that I like for this week. I like Patrick Cantley as kind of my favorite, quote unquote, to win at plus 1300. A couple of mid tier guys would be Sungjae Im and Yoki Neiman plus 2800 and plus 2900. And then my outsider that I like is Seamus Power at plus 3900. Top 10-wise, I like Sam Burns at plus 205 and Jordan Spieth at plus 235. Those are both one-unit plays. Top 20, I love Tony Finau at plus 165. And crazy value here for a guy that I think can put it all together one week if he isn't playing his best golf. That's Kevin Kisner at plus 420. Then 72 hole head-to-head. I like David Riley over Kepka at plus 102. I think everything going on with Kepka, this being his last tour event, I think he's going to struggle. It's going to be a big distraction, and Riley will outplay him. Then you have Cantley over McElroy at plus 117. Unpopular pick, given how well Rory's played recently, but I like Cantley more this week. 
and then Scheffler over Justin Thomas at minus 118. And when we're talking about first round head-to-head, I like Aaron Weiss over Mark Leishman. I like Harold Varner over Kepka. And I like Joaquin Neiman over Keegan Bradley. Those are all minus 118 plays. So that's our full betting card for the Travelers. Definitely are going to want to tune into that. Follow us on all our social platforms at CompHedgePod. We'll be posting our full card there as well in case you missed the breakdown. Or go and listen to our audio. Uh, We always appreciate those who tune in on Apple and Spotify for those. WNBA-wise, tonight we've got the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun. You got Ionescu and Natasha Howard for the Liberty, taking on Janquel Jones and Dewana Bonner for the uh, Connecticut Sun. Now, when we're talking about game lines that we're leaning tonight, uh, definitely leaning the Dodgers and Cincy tonight. Really like this play. Um, we do have the Stanley Cup Finals tonight as well, game four. Um, but we'll talk first about that Dodgers Cincy line. Tyler Anderson and Luis Castillo are the two pitchers going here. Um, We've already seen that the line was at minus 175 last night. Really hoping that that line comes down even a little bit and it's already started to. It's closer to minus 160. Hoping it gets to minus 150 by the time first pitch happens because I think Castillo's the better pitcher here and he is at home. But I do like the Dodgers still. I just think that they're too talented not to win. And so... I want to put them in a parlay if I can get that closer to minus 150. The fact that it's trending that way, I love to see. And so we're going to wait that one out. And then when we're talking Stanley Cup-wise, I want to wait and see what happens with this one. Tampa is once again favored. It looks like no Burkowski for Colorado, and it looks like no Braden Point for Tampa. What I'm not seeing any of is Kucherov missing any time. But I do want to wait a little bit closer, confirm that he's in the lineup, that he's good to go and that Tampa Bay is going to have him. The fact that it's minus 110, it's a straight-up pick in NHL tonight, so I want to wait on that line. Now, player prop-wise, we're going to post those at our social platforms at CompEdgePod, so you definitely don't want to miss those. Keep an eye out for those throughout the day. And so we're going to cap off today's episode with the competitive lay of the day. This parlay hit last night. It's a three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150 here only looking to put out winners on the show. And so we've got three baseball plays for you here today, starting with the New York Mets money line versus the Houston Astros. Carlos Carrasco going for the Mets. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's been a great pitcher this year in the majors. He's 8-2 and two with a 3.96 ERA, uh, taking on Luis Garcia, who's 4-5 and five with a 3.41. The Mets score more runs per game than the Astros. They're at almost a full run more per game. And I just think Carrasco has great upset potential on the road here. The only reason why they're not favored is because they are on the road. But I think that they pull it out nonetheless. Then Texas money line versus the Philadelphia Phillies. You got John Gray going for the Rangers, who's 2-3 and three with a 4.27. He's going up against Zach Wheeler, who's 6-3 and three with the 2.69 ERA. Yes, I do believe that uh, the Phillies have the better pitcher in this matchup. However, I like that the Rangers are at home. I like that they've been playing better baseball. Recently, they've won six of their last 10. Uh, and so I like them at home today at plus 120. And then the Minnesota Twins money line versus the Cleveland Guardians. Sonny Gray going in this one. He's 3-1 and one with a 2.1 ERA this season. Just a huge fan of his taking on uh, 
Tristan McKenzie, four and five with a 2.96 ERA. I think that uh, Minnesota is going to find a way to win today. They lost a tight one yesterday, and Gray is going to right the ship. So if you like that parlay, plus 706, really love this play. Um, if you're looking for an alternate play, roll with the Red Sox money line against Detroit. They've got Michael Walker on the mound today. But definitely tune into that Stanley Cup game tonight, as well as many baseball games that are on the slate. Uh, we appreciate everyone who tunes in every morning to our live show, and we will see you tomorrow morning for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.